contemplations before chanting. The Sangha is invited to come back to our breathing so that the collective energy of mindfulness can bring us together as an organism, flowing as a river with no more separation. Let the whole Sangha breathe as one body, listen as one body, chant as one body, transcending the boundaries of a delusive self, liberating us from the superiority complex, the inferiority complex, and the equality complex.
morning, dear Sangha. Today is uh, the 17th of April, 2014, and we are in the full moon meditation hall of the new hamlet, starting our spring retreat. A few months ago, they said that uh, the beauty of Mother Earth is a bell of mindfulness. It's springtime now, and you can see how beautiful is Mother Earth. And if you don't see it, why? You can see the beauty of spring of the earth, of Mother Earth, and then happiness will be there right away. But maybe something is blocking the way, preventing you to see the beauty of Mother Earth. Maybe you are looking for something else. and you do not hear the call of Mother Earth. Mother Earth is calling you, saying, my child, I'm here for you. Everything is for you. And that is true. The sunshine, the flowers, the birds, the clear streams, water, the cherry blossoms, everything is for you, my child. If you don't hear that, because uh, your mind is full of uh, things preventing you from uh, hearing the call of Mother Earth. Not only Mother Earth is beautiful in springtime, she is also beautiful in uh, summer. And in autumn, she is also very beautiful. And in winter, she is also very beautiful. The beauty of Mother Earth is always there for us. And she is uh, telling you that uh, she is there and she loves you. When you uh, hold in your in your hand a fruit <coughs> like an orange or a kiwi, you see that this is uh, an offering, a gift of Mother Earth. Every flower is a smile of uh, Mother Earth. She's smiling to you, and you don't want to smile back. Every fruit is a gift to you by Mother Earth, but you do not feel thankful. Because you you are not there for her. 
you are not there for life. Because Mother Earth is life, and you are part of Mother Earth. So if you hear the, the bell of mindfulness, the beauty of the Earth, you will respond. I'm here, Mother Earth. And uh, the basic condition for you to hear the call of Mother Earth and to respond to her is uh, silence. If you do not have silence in yourself, if your, your mind, your body is full of noises, and then you cannot hear her call, there is a radio going on in your head non-stop thinking radio. You are full of noises in your heart, in your your mind. And that is why you cannot hear the call of Mother Earth, the call of life, the call of love. Your heart is calling you, but you don't hear. You do not have the time to listen to your heart. With the practice of mindfulness, you'll be able to stop the noise in in you. And it is easy enough. A person who does not practice can be... uh, pulled away by many things. She can be pulled away by the past, the regret, the sorrow concerning the past. She wants always to go back to the past in order to suffer again and again the suffering of the past. She's caught in the prison of the past. And a person who is uh, anxious, fearful about the future, she is pulled away by the future. Anxiety, fear, uncertainty prevent her to, to be there in order to hear the call of Mother Earth. So the future becomes a kind of prison. And even in the present moment, you are distracted. You feel you are empty. You feel you have a feeling of uh, vacuum, emptiness in yourself. You long for something. You expect something, you wait for something to arrive to make your life uh, a little bit uh, more excited. You expect something to arrive in order to change the situation because the situation in the present moment is very boring for you. Nothing special, nothing interesting. But in fact, uh, If uh, you are really there, 
having uh, the capacity to listen and to look, you see that life is full of wonders. It's not boring at all, and you can enjoy everything, every moment of life. So the practitioner, every time she hears the sound of the bell, she stops. She listens to the bell of mindfulness. And she follows her in-breath, breathing in. I know I'm breathing in. She focuses uh, all her attention on the in-breath. And she breathes in mindfully. And while breathing in mindfully, paying attention only to the in-breath, she releases everything. She releases everything. The past, the future, the longing for something. She stops the thinking. And she may enjoy the the in-breath. And in two or three seconds, she may awaken to the fact, awaken to the fact that uh, she's alive, she's breathing in. She is there. She exists. She touched the wonders of life. Ah, I'm here alive. So stopping uh, thinking about the past, the future, the projects, stop, stopping longing for, for something. She focused her attention on her in-breath. She enjoyed the fact that she's breathing, she's alive. And then the noises within just disappear. And there is uh, emptiness, the emptiness of sound. Very powerful, very elegant. And she can answer to Mother Earth, Mother, I'm here. I'm free. And you can count on me. I'm here. What does it mean? It means I exist. I am not uh, non-existent. I'm really here because I'm not uh, lost in the past, in the future, in my thinking, in the noises inside and the noises outside. I'm here, and thanks to the thanks to the practice of mindful breathing, she get freedom from all the kind of tendencies and noises, and suddenly she, she feels free to be. In order to be, you have to be free. And free from what? Free from the thinking, free from the anxieties, free from the fear, free from the longing. And so you can hear the call of Mother Earth, and you say, Mother, I'm here. As a child of yours, 
as part of the wonders. I am free. I am free from all these things that uh, prevent me to be and to enjoy myself and to enjoy the world. I am free is a strong statement. Because many of us are not free. We do not have the freedom that allowed us to hear and to see. We speak of, uh, and we speak and we practice uh, a kind of silence called uh, noble silence. And the practice is easy because if we have the silence, the noble silence in us, we are free. We are free to to hear the deepest call of our heart. We just finished a very wonderful French retreat. I remember that uh, that day in the upper hamlet, we had uh, lunch together outside, sitting on the grass. We sit uh, in circles, one small circle, uh, and then another circle, uh, another circle, around and around. Everyone went and uh, served, and came and sat down, and we did not say anything. We practiced uh, silence. No one was talking. I was the first one who sat down in the inner circle and he practiced um, mindful breathing to establish silence in, in him and he listened to the birds, to the wind and he enjoyed the beauty of spring in the upper hamlet. He was not waiting he was not exactly waiting for others to come and sit down in order to begin eating. He did not spend his time waiting. He sat about 20 or more minutes and while other people serve and come to join him and sit, there was silence. No one was talking. But uh, that silence is not deep enough because there may be thinking going on. Why you serve? Why you walk? You hold your plate and you walk. And they was sitting there and with silence and he observes. There was silence, but not uh, the best. 
because there was some thinking going on in some people who are serving, walking, and sitting down. And then when everyone was uh, seated, they began to invite the bell of mindfulness. And since we have spent uh, one week together practicing listening to the bell and breathe in and out mindfully, everyone practiced very well. Right after the first sound of the bell of mindfulness, the silence is quite different. It's the real silence. Because everyone stopped thinking. Just focus the attention on the in-breath and breathe in. We breathe together and no one was thinking anymore. And that kind of silence is a noble silence. And it is a collective silence. It's very powerful. And you can call it thundering silence because it's very eloquent, very powerful. Silence, but powerful like a thunder. And suddenly you hear the wind and the birds very, very clearly. Against that background of silence, you hear. Before that, you, can, you could hear the bird and the wind, but not in the same way. Because uh, you do not have, you did not have the deepest kind of silence. And many of us uh, who are there today, who are here today, remember that moment. It's so wonderful. We all, we were all capable of touching the beauty of spring and hear the voice of Mother Earth calling and saying, I love you. So the practice of uh, silence, in order to empty all kinds of sounds within yourself, is not a difficult practice. With some training, you can do it. And when you can do it together, it's very powerful, it's very healing. And with the silence, you can walk, you can sit, you can... uh, enjoy your meal. And when you have that kind of silence, you have enough freedom to enjoy being alive, to enjoy the wonders of life. With that kind of silence, you are more capable of healing yourself mentally and physically. You have the capacity to be, to be alive, to be there alive. So you are, you are responding to Mother Earth. I'm here. And I am free. Because you are really free. Free from your regrets, your suffering concerning the past. Free from your fear, uncertainty about future free from all the kind of noises of thinking in 
in your mind. So the practice of normal silence is possible with some training, especially when you are supported by brothers and sisters in the practice. Silence is uh, not a sound, but it, it is also a very powerful sound. This winter is not so so cold in uh, in France, but we hear that it's very cold in North America. Over there, they had uh, snowstorms, snowstorms, and from time uh, it was uh, went down to uh, minus twenty degrees centigrade. And they saw the image of uh, the picture of uh, the Niagara Falls. The fall stopped falling. It's not the fall anymore. It's frozen. They saw that uh, that image. Very impressed. He's very impressed. The fall stops falling together with the sound. And uh, whatever tree or bush that uh, stand nearby, for the first time they hear a new sound, silence. And they ask, what kind of sound is that? Silence. About 50, 50 years ago, Thay uh, was in uh, Chiang Mai, north of, uh, northeast of uh, Thailand, in a retreat for young people. And uh, it's located in an area called Doi Sutep, near a very famous temple called uh, Wat Pala. And they was uh, staying in a hut close to a cascade, to a, a big uh, creek, and always the sound of water falling. And they enjoy uh, uh, bathing and washing his clothes and taking a nap on big stones uh, in the creek. But always there was that, that sound of, uh, of water falling, day and night, the same kind of sound. And they look at the bushes, the trees around, and they said, well, they, since they, their birth, they have heard this sound. Suppose this sound stop, and then they will be surprised. And they, for the first time, they hear the no sound, silence. And they wrote a poem, Tien Kung Tien, the sound of no sound. Unfortunately, the poem is lost. <laughs> and he cannot recall. That was in 1960 something, uh, seven. <coughs> 75, 1975. And uh, he cannot recall 
the poem except the title Tiếng Không Tiếng The Sound of No Sound So the imagine that uh, if suddenly the water stop running then all these uh, vegetation who had been from their birth to that time who hear always day and night that kind of uh, of sound they will be very surprised because the first time that, that is the first time in their life uh, that they hear the sound of no sound and they will ask what sound is that so that is why silence is a kind of sound very strange and it can be very powerful This morning we chanted uh, the name of uh, Avalokiteshvara, the Bodhisattva of deep uh, listening. There is a chapter in the Lotus Sutra about uh, Bodhisattva Avalokiteshvara. That is uh, chapter 25 of the Lotus Sutra called uh, The Universal Door. Four more. Mm. Samantha Mukha. Mukha is the door, the exit. Samantha is uh, universal. And uh, the name of the Bodhisattva is uh, Avalokiteshvara and translated in uh, Chinese by Kumara Rajiva Kumalathap as Quang Thay Am. The one who observes, who meditates, Oh, listen deeply to the sound of the world. That Bodhisattva has uh, the capacity to listen to all kinds of sounds. And he can also pronounce, pronounce a kind of sound that can heal the world. The word um here means sound, a voice sound. And in the 25th chapter of the Lotus Sutra, five kinds of sound are mentioned. 
diệu âm Wonderful sound. We have a sister here called Trần Diệu Âm. Sound of wonders. The wonders of life are calling you. They are a kind of sound. Do you hear? Do you hear them? Do you hear the sound of uh, the birds? Of the rain? Etc. Quan Thế Âm The sound of the one who observed the world Phạm Âm Brahma sound. The Brahma sound has a very long history in Indian Buddhist thought. This is Brahma sound. That is uh, the transcendental sound, and that is. Uh, that is a word. That is a word that has the power to create the world. That has a word that has uh, an innate power to convey a particular sense of meaning. And uh, in the Upanishads, in the in the Vedas. The sound is om, om, like like om in om mani padme om, the cosmos, the world, the universe was created by a sound. That is the Brahma sound. Om. You know that in the gospel, Christian gospel. Gospel according to uh, it was the same kind of uh, of idea. The beginning of the word is uh, the verb. In the beginning, there was the verb. O commencement, c'était le verbe. And according to the, the Vedas, that, that word, that verb is Om. And that is Brahma, Brahma word. And according to many schools in the Indian uh, traditions, they agree upon that. And the Prukva Mimangsa Mm, tradition consider that word om as the cos- cosmic sound 
ความอัมบรามาบรามาซาวน์อิสคอสมิกซาวน์อันเดเวดันตาคุณสิดาเอ็ดทูบีดอัลติมัตเรียลิตี้ God the God is a sound the Creator the cosmos is a sound everything begins by the sound โอ้ก็มาสตลอันมอร์ดไซส์มาร์มอร์ดไซติสเทนต์ต้องไปรีบเดอะเซมไคน์นับทิ้งเดี๋ยวให้เป็นลูกกิ้งฟอร์ดบิ๊กนิ่งของไทม์ดับบิ๊กนิ่งของโคสมอสและเขาคิดว่าเดอะซาวน์เดอะวอลส์ในเบอร์เวอรี่บิ๊กนิ่งของอินเวอร์สเป็นบ Big Bang. It's not only Avalokiteshvara can listen to the wonders of life, can listen to the cries, the suffering of the world, but he can listen also to the ultimate reality, the sound of the. Of materiality, hide your own. The sound of the rising tide, the sound of the rising tides, uh, symbolize the teaching of the Buddha, the voice of the Buddha. A very powerful. In Sanskrit, the word uh, for for ocean is a sagara, but in the Sanskrit uh, version of the Lotus Sutra, we have the expression Jaladara. Garita. Garita is the sound. And uh, translated in Chinese as Hương. Hương, Hương, Âm Hương. And Jaladara, it means... Uh, The big, the big clouds in the sky that bring about uh, the rain. Vâng, vâng, vũ, big cloud, big rain, and it means also đại dương, great ocean. So the sound of the great ocean, and that is high uh, m the sound of the rising tide. Very powerful. The teaching of Buddha can destroy 
a lot of uh, misunderstanding, remove affliction and transform is very powerful. There was a movement of renewing Buddhism in China. In 1918, the Chinese scholars, uh, including monks and lay people, they come together and they publish a Buddhist magazine called Haidiram, the voice, the sound of the rising tide. Very beautiful, uh, beautiful title for a Buddhist magazine. So Thay was very influenced by that. Thay was, when he was a novice attending the Buddhist Institute, he also gathered friends in order to publish a small magazine within Noshan. And he used the word Tiếng Sâm, Tiếng Sâm means the sound of the, of the, of the rising tide. Tiếng Sâm. And a group of uh, novices who helped Thay, together with Thay, publishing their song, they have become uh, very old monks. All of, uh, all of them have died, except Thay, and another one is still alive in Hue. <laughs> he has been invited to Plum Village several times, and he said that I'm too old, I cannot come. Chương trí, Hòa Thượng Chương trí at Phước Điền Temple. It's him who, who, who gave the money in order for us to buy a paper and ink in order to, to make that uh, uh, magazine. But the ideas promoted by that magazine is so is to uh, so advanced, <laughs> progressive. That is why we were forbidden to to continue. Yêu âm, quán thế âm, phạm âm, hại điều âm, thắng bị thế gian âm. The sound that transcends all the sound of the world. Tiếng vượt thoát tiếng đời. And when you think of Avalokiteshvara, if you want to meditate on him, and you have to understand him in terms of the five kinds of sounds. The wonder, sound of wonders, the sound of the one who observed uh, the world, the ultimate sound of Brahma, the sound of the rising tide, and the sound that transcends all worldly sounds. We are now in the Buddhist school of logic, which uh, very close belongs to the school of manifestation only, Yibyo. Uh, many teachers have been trying to say that the sound is something impermanent. It cannot be the ultimate reality. 
because it is a conditioned, a conditioned phenomena and not unconditioned. Because in Buddhism we speak about the two kinds of phenomena, conditioned and unconditioned. Samskrita and asamskrita. Ruvi and Vovi. And all conditioned dhammas are impermanent. Chư hành vô thường. All formations are impermanent. Sarva, Dharma, Sarma, Sarva, Samskrita, Anitya. Thi sanh diệt Pháp, because they are, they are things that have to go through birth and death. So sound is the same. Sound cannot be considered to be the ultimate. So according to Buddhist logic, they use also this uh, operation, logical operation, in order to prove that uh, sound is not something permanent. Uh, the premise, the thesis is uh, Sound is impermanence, thân thì vô thường. Đây là cái chủ trương, this is the theme. Sound is something impermanent. Why? Nhân. Tông. Nhân. Because uh, it is something, it, it, its nature is to be, to be created, to be made. Because its nature is being created, created been made. It means that uh, according to our observation, anything is made, anything is created, must be impermanent. So if the world is created, the world is impermanent. The sound is something impermanent because its nature is uh, being having been created. You, example, a pot, a pot, a teapot, <laughs> a flower pot. These things, their nature is having been made, created. 
So one day they will be broken. And because sound is created, that is why sound is also impermanent. So you cannot say that the sound, even that is arm, is the ultimate reality, is the creator. This uh, operation, logic operation, called uh, three, the three uh, member, the three uh, limb operation. But he had to quote the, the Ratnakuta Sutra. In the Ratnakuta Sutra, which is one of the earliest Mahayana Sutra, Bao Tikkin, Dai Bao Tikkin. Ratnakuta, chapter 40, speak about the voice, the word of the Buddha, of the Tathagata. And it is said that the word of the Buddha, the word of uh, Avalokiteshvara also, is first of all, Jiyai. The word of the Buddha is something easy to understand. It's very important because many scholars have made the Buddha's teaching very complicated. So difficult to understand. And that is why if, uh, if something is too complicated, it's not the, the sound of the Buddha. Yi means easy, easy to understand. Yi means thick. Min means clearly, thick awareness, consciousness, easy to be recognized, clearly. Bất cao đại, bất cao đại âm. Not too loud. Not big words, not too loud. Too, too loud, not too loud. Không có ồn ào, not too noisy, not noisy. The, the, the sound of the Buddha is not noisy, is not uh, too loud. Phạm Thiên Âm. Phạm Thiên is Brahma. Equivalent to, to this. Hai Chu Âm. 
the sound of the rising tide. This is uh, Ratnakuta, Bhautik King. Vâng lối ông. The sound of of thunder and of the cloud. The cloud can give birth to lightning and thunder. And the cloud represents the ocean. So this silence is uh, thunder. Tùy hư không lượng âm. Hư không is space. Lượng is the capacity, and the sound that follow the capacity of space. It means the sound can be can that can fill the the totality of space. Anywhere you are, you find yourself. You hear the sound. Even if you are in prison, you hear the sound, the voice of the Buddha. Even when you are in hell, you can hear the voice of the Buddha. Even if you are in a distant star, you can hear the voice of the Buddha. Nhất thiết Nhất thiết Chúng Nhất thiết chúng diệu thành tựu. The sound of uh, the realization thành tựu of everything that is marvelous. Everything that is marvelous, the sound that can, the sound of the realization of everything that is uh, wondrous, it can achieve uh, enlightenment, it can achieve uh, awakening, it can achieve uh, great uh, compassion, and so on. So that is uh, that is found in the Ratnakuk. Kutra Sutra, which is one of the earliest Mahayana Sutra. The Lotus Sutra came later. And we see that uh, the Brahma sound and the sound of rising tide is under, are already existing in this Sutra. And you find them again in the Lotus Sutra.
when we have been able to to still all the noises inside of you, when you have been able to establish uh, silence, the thundering silence in you, you begin to hear the deepest kind of uh, cooling from within yourself. Your heart is calling you. Your heart is uh, telling you something. It's trying to to tell you something, but you have not been able to hear what your heart is uh, trying to to tell you. Because your mind is full of noises. You are pulled away always, day and night. You are full of uh, thoughts, and especially negative uh, thoughts. In our daily life, we we spend most of time looking for comforts, material comforts, and affective comforts in order to merely survive. And that uh, takes uh, all our time. And these uh, belong to what we call the daily concern. Daily concerns. We are preoccupied with our daily concerns. How to have enough money. How to have uh, enough food, shelter, salary, material comforts. That is our daily concern. And beside our our concerns uh, for material material comfort, we also need. Uh, Affective uh, concerns, whether he loves you or she uh, wants to still uh, supporting you, and you worry all day because of that kind of question. So looking for 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 someone to rely on, you depend on him on her, uh, and you are trying to uh, to. To, to have uh, a kind of relation that uh, is good enough for to, to survive, not too difficult, not a too difficult a relationship. And you spend 99.9% of your time uh, worrying about these, uh, these things called uh, daily concerns about uh, material comforts and affective concerns. But the, the deepest concern in you, you have not, you have not seen it, you have not hear, heard it, and that is the ultimate concern. And every one of us has uh, an ultimate concern that has nothing to do with material concern and uh, affective uh, concerns. What do we want to do with our life? And that is the question. You are there, but why you are there? Who are you? What do you want to do? 
with your life. So all these uh, these questions, you don't have the time to answer. Who are you? Have you had the time to answer that question? That is a very big question. Where do you come from? Why are you there? What do you want to do with your life? These are not uh, just philosophical, philosophical questions, because if you are not able to answer them, and then uh, you do not have peace, and you and you do not have uh, joy and happiness, because no joy, no happiness is possible without some peace. And many of us are ignorant about these these kind of things. And yet we we say that we never, we can never answer these questions. But with meditation, with mindfulness and concentration, you can, you can see. You can see with your own uh, uh, eyes. You can hear with your own uh, uh, ears. Provided that you have some silence within provided that you have enough room and then you you can find out the truth about these questions and hear the deepest call of your heart. What do you really want? Not a comfortable life, material life. Not to have a not to difficult relationship. That's not enough. You want something else, deeper. You have a deepest desire, but you have not, you do not know what, what the desire is. Your deepest desire is not to have a lot of money, no. Not to have um, fame, big fame, or power, or sex. These are not your biggest desire. And your heart will tell you what is your deepest and biggest desire, your ultimate concern, not your daily concern. So when you ask the question, who are you? If you have enough time and concentration, and then you can see that you are a continuation of your ancestors. Just by simple observation, you might obtain the answers. It's easy to see that you are a continuation of your parents. Your parents and your ancestors are fully present in every cell of your body. You are their continuation. You are. You do not have a separate self. If you remove 
your ancestors and your parents outside, out of you. There's no you left. And you see that you are made of uh, elements like water. You are made of water. If you remove water from you, there is no you left. You are made of earth. If you remove an element of earth out of you, there is no you left. You are made of air. And you need air uh, desperately. Without air, you cannot survive. So the element of air in you, if you remove it, there is no you left. And the element of heat, the element of light in you, You know that uh, you are made of light. Light. Without light, without the sunshine, no, no, nothing can grow on earth, and you have nothing to eat. And you see that Father Sun is a source of life. Father Sun is a source of food. And you consume Father Son every moment. Without Father Son, Mother Earth cannot be beautiful as she is. And you are a son of the Son. You are a daughter of the Son. And you find find out who you are. You know that you are a continuation of your ancestors. You are a, a son, a, infant, uh, a, a, a child of the earth. You are a child of the sun. And in you, Mother Earth, Father Sun can be found in you. You are Father Sun. You are Mother Earth. And these things are not speculation because you can touch the truth by yourself. You are made of elements like air, water, earth, and uh, light. And consciousness manifests itself as the cosmos. And if you continue to look, you see that you are made of uh, the sun, the sun is one of the biggest stars in the galaxy. And you know that uh, the Earth, as well as yourself, is made of uh, the stars. So you are the star. In a, on a clear night, you look up, and you can see that you are the stars above. You are not just this tiny little physical body. So meditation is to have the time to still yourself, to establish silence in order for you to look deeply, in order to find out the 
to find out uh, who you are and what do you want to do with your life. In the teaching of the Buddha, we speak about four kinds of nutrients, four kinds of uh, food. First of all, edible food that you eat every day. And then sense impressions. Sense impressions. And you consume with your eyes, ear, nose, tongue, body, and mind. You consume all the things. Internet is one of the things you consume. Newspapers, movies, uh, conversations. All these are not edible food, but you consume every day. You consume uh, and then uh, the second source of of nutriment uh, is uh, sense sense impressions. The third source of uh, nutriment is uh, volition. Volition is uh, your desire, your concern. And you know that uh, beside uh, the daily concern, you have a, a ultimate concern. You have a deep desire. You want you want to realize something with your life. You don't just try to survive. You want to realize something. That is the third, uh, the third uh, source of nutriment. Maybe your desire is to help people to suffer less. Your desire to help uh, <coughs> Mother Earth to be preserved. Your desire is to help people uh, to suffer less. And many of us have the, that kind of desire in us, spending our time of life in order to help people suffer less. And when people suffer less, we suffer less. When people know how to experience uh, joy, and peace and happiness, you experience joy, uh, uh, peace and happiness. So if you have the time, you sit down and look and recognize the deepest core of your heart. Your heart is telling you what to do with your life, so that your life has a meaning, so that true happiness and joy be possible, and not just uh, trying to survive materially and affectively. So the silence within, the silence of noises within, is the precondition for you to recognize your deepest desire, deepest volition, because the third, uh, the third source of nutriment is volition, your deepest desire, your ultimate concern. And the fifth desire is uh, consciousness. Because if you have consumed a lot of negative, uh, negative 
hands. And then you will produce uh, negative elements for yourself. And you are eating your own consciousness. Suppose you are producing ideas, thoughts that are negative. Negative thinking. Because you have consumed so much of these things as consciousness. When you are surrounded with people who have a lot of uh, sadness, fear, anger, anxiety, pessimism, you consume. And your consciousness is full of these negative things. And going to produce uh, thoughts and ideas that are negative. You are consuming your own consciousness. And you are consuming the collective uh, consciousness of a group of people. If you happen to live with a group of people who are full of anger and fear and pessimism and despair, that collective energy is uh, not very healthy, you have consumed. That is why now uh, your thinking is uh, full of negativity. And that is because of the fourth kind of nutriment. But when you hear the voice of the Buddha, the voice of Bodhisattva, full of uh, compassion, full of understanding and love, and you hear the voice, the calling of Mother Earth, full of patience, full of love, and then you consume. You consume uh, wholesome elements of life. You consume the wonders of life. You consume the sound of uh, the rising tide. You consume the sound of the ultimate And then uh, one day you begin to to offer positive thinking, positive talking that will help heal you and heal the world. When you produce a thought full of uh, pessimism, a thought full of uh, anger and fear and hate, that thought produced by yourself will harm you, destroy your health, and will help destroy the health of the world. That is called wrong thinking. But in the teaching of Buddha, you practice right thinking, producing only thoughts that can heal you and heal the world. The thoughts that, that have uh, the element of understanding and compassion. So you have to learn how to nourish yourself with compassion and understanding so that you can produce thoughts of understanding and compassion.
when you hear Dhamma talk by the Buddha, you consume. You consume understanding. You consume compassion. And if you consume every day these healthy food, then one day you will stop producing negative thought. You produce thoughts in the line of understanding and compassion called right thinking. And together with right thinking, there is right speech and right action. And these kind of things have the power to heal you and heal the world. That is why if it happens that you are always pessimistic, if you always think and speak in terms of anger or hate or despair, because you have consumed too much of these things. So the fifth mindfulness training is about mindful consumption. You don't hear, you don't look, you, cons- you do not consume the things that are, that are toxic, full of fear, anger, hate. When you go to the internet, you know that there are plenty of good things on it. And there are, there are a lot of uh, toxic things in it. So in the internet is a source of uh, nutriment, a source of consumption. When you read magazines, novels, watch televisions, you consume, and you know that practicing the fifth mindfulness training, you will not consume the things that have toxins and poisons. So you know that if you have the tendency and habit of uh, thinking negatively because you have consumed uh, in such a way, that have uh, empoisoned your consciousness. And that is why practicing the fifth mindfulness training, you begin to refrain from consuming the wrong thing. You begin to consume only the right things that nourish the element of understanding and compassion in you, and you get the healing that you need and you are in a position to heal yourself and help heal the world. And suddenly you see that uh, your life has a meaning that is about uh, volition. If you can hear the voice of Mother calling you, and then you don't want to run anymore. You have been running and looking for something. Because you think that uh, that something you are looking for is very crucial for your peace and your happiness. You want to, you want to, you demand to have that condition and that condition in order for you to be happy. And you believe that you do not have enough conditions to be happy right now. And that is the habit of energy of running that many people have. I cannot be peaceful now. I cannot uh, be joyful now. I cannot enjoy it now because I need 
more conditions. So you are demanding. But Mother Earth shows you that in the present moment they are full of wonders, the sound of wonders. And if you can be there and free, you can be happy right here and right now. You don't have to run anymore. But you are not capable of listening to the call of Mother Earth, to the call of your of your your heart, because you are full of noises. You are carried uh, away by that kind of noises in you. That is why you cannot hear yourself. You cannot hear uh, the voice of Mother Earth calling you. That is why the practice of plumbers can be can be described as uh, very simple. The practice of mindful breathing, the practice of mindful walking, help you to enjoy the here and the now in every moment. All the wonders of life are already there; they are calling you. And if you hear them, you can stop running. And you begin to enjoy the wonders of life. The sound of wonders. Your body is a wonder. The tree standing outside is a wonder. The sunshine is a wonder. Springtime is a wonder. And yet you cannot get in touch. There is a Vietnamese poet who say. Spring has come. All the flowers are trying to open. How about your heart? Why don't you let your heart to open like uh, like uh, other flowers and be happy right here and right now? And what we need is... Uh, Silence. Stop the noise in, in, in your heart in order for the wondrous sounds of life to be heard and we begin to live our life properly and deeply. Được không sẽ có tùng nghiêm 